0: on this week's episode of isolated but not alone we're going to be moving from strategic theories to structural theory and we're going to be discussing salvador minuchin and just a basic overview of this theory of family therapy and the reason why we're going to just do an overview today is because there's a lot of information on this system and what i mean by that is this is one of the theories that has a lot of written information on how to specifically do this type of therapy. And there's a lot of information here to talk about over the next couple podcasts. So I'm just going to kind of break it down with today, starting with a brief overview, as well as kind of an introduction to one of the main proponents of this theory, Salvador Minuchin. So stay tuned. Hi. This is James Raines, and you're listening to Isolated, But Not Alone, a podcast that seeks to bring mental health awareness to rural and isolated communities. I just wanted to take this time to let you know that this and other content produced by James Raines is not therapy and is not intended to be therapy or to replace therapy. Nothing in this podcast indicates or creates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek one in your area if you are experiencing any type of mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as specific life advice, and it is simply for the purpose of education. Welcome back to Isolated But Not Alone. On this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about structural family therapy and Salvador Mnuchin. But first, I just want to start by saying that I'm trying something new. I'm performing a little bit of a social experiment. No, it's not really a social experiment at all. But I am trying something different. I am recording this podcast from my home with portable podcast equipment. And the reason why I'm doing this is because... A lot of the interviews, a lot of things that I want to bring to future podcasts requires me to be able to be on the move and to travel a bit with podcast equipment. So before I do that, I want to test it out to see how it works. And so right now I'm sitting in my house with my traveling microphone and a traveling, I don't want to call it a box because it's not really a box, but a traveling sound barrier as well as a laptop. And so with that being said, my house is over 100 years old. It does use radiant heat. And so there are radiators everywhere. And where I'm sitting in my home is between two of those radiators. So at some point, the shield... That is supposed to protect the microphone from background noise is not going to be able to shield you from a hissing of one of these two radiators. And I say hissing, they're not malfunctioning. That's just the word I'm using to describe the noise that they make when they are, I don't know, boiling, steaming, whatever they choose to do. All right. So, with that being said, you get to kind of experience. This first experiment on how this is exactly going to work. And I'm kind of excited because I ordered some of this equipment a while back. And unfortunately, I've just been too busy to attempt to utilize it and to get practice with it. So that I can eventually go out into the field and utilize it to bring you all kinds of cool and unique content on mental health and rural and isolated communities. Local therapists, local medical providers, local alternative medicine providers are desiring to talk about and to share with you their expert knowledge on certain types of topics. And so I'm excited to finally be able to try this in a nice, safe environment to make sure it works so I can get more of this content so that you don't have to just listen to my voice all the time, even though it's probably a great voice to listen to. Um, And with that being said, I just want to thank everybody. I know I do this like every podcast or at least attempt to do it. I just want to thank everybody who's listening to my podcast. It's really nice to experience when you're looking at your data, your statistics, your stats, as it's called, to kind of see who's listening, where they're listening from, and to see that number dramatically increase in one day, meaning that people are engaging with your content. And that in and of itself is very empowering helps me to enrich my own life and to deepen my desire to continue to do this as well as how to expand and to continue to bring not only helpful content that may be completely new to some and maybe unique content that may have never been experienced or discussed uh, locally. So that's kind of The desire here and and things like that. But at the same time, if this podcast is not as polished as some of my other ones, and you might be listening, and you might be a a podcast guru, and you're like, James, um, to use the word polished to describe your podcast is... (laughs) Um, What word am I looking for here? Embellishing at best. (laughs) They might not think this is polished at all. But I do try to... Uh, polish the podcast and so as I'm sitting here and I'm watching the computer tick away at my voice what I'm noticing already with this setup is that my volume is getting extremely high and so that might be an issue I'll try to edit some of that but unfortunately you might get some of those spikes as the system is still trying to kind of figure out the distance of my voice when normally in my office everything's kind of set up on a stand and it kind of protects my movement where this one's a little bit different. So <laughs> and I do move a lot when I'm doing my podcast. So if you're listening to this and you know you can't see me and I seem to be getting excited or laughing or whatever, know that there's a lot of physical action that's going on in the background, meaning that my hands are wailing and, you know, I'm pointing at things and I'm bobbing my head and I'm shaking in my chair, you know, all kinds of stuff because I'm a very tactile person and that shows up when I speak. So, with all that being said, let's dive into structural therapy. So, structural therapy had several therapists that were kind of known for this type of therapy. The creator of this therapy, or this theory of therapy, was Salvador Mnuchin. But there was also Montalavo, Harry Aponte, Marianne Walters, Charles Fishman, and several others. And my impression of this theory is that it focuses on structure. Structure is highly valued and seen as highly important in this theory, hence the name structural therapy. Now, Salvador Mnuchin himself has kind of an interesting history, and I've heard a lot of folks say that he had kind of a machismo about him because he had this strong masculine presence that he brought into the therapy session and into structural therapy. Salvador Minuchin was originally from Argentina, and he served as a physician in the Israel Army after obtaining his degree in medicine. And then eventually he would move and start to train in child psychiatry with Nathan Ackerman. Now Ackerman, in and of himself, was a large contributor to family therapy. Originally trained as a psychotherapist, he started to apply or merge some of family systems theory into his version of psychoanalytic therapy. And so that's kind of where Ackerman comes into play. And Salvador Minuchin trained under him. And eventually he would continue his training and then eventually start to see a lot of structure within the family and develop his own system with his colleagues at the time. And he felt that the system of structural therapy was easy to learn while observing other therapists and therefore easy to apply and then to carry on because of its structured nature. Salvador Minuchin also worked with Jay Haley at Palo Alto or the MRI Institute or the Mental Research Institute which we've talked about under strategic theory. And it's going to be interesting because that connection is going to be a long-term lifelong connection. In fact, Minuchin has been quoted As saying, or at least quoted as writing, that Haley was one of the most important teachers in his life. A man who was forever pushing the envelope, testing the limits of new ideas, to challenge Mnuchin and challenge himself. In fact, he had characterized their relationship as Spock and Captain Kirk from the television show Star Trek. And that Jay Haley was highly intellectual, while Mnuchin was extremely pragmatic. And Salvador Mnuchin took what he had learned and experienced with Jay Haley, as well as his own ideology of families, and kind of developed that understanding of structural therapy. And that is what he is most known for as the developer of structural family therapy. And he wrote a lot about enmeshed and disengaged families. And emeshed families were families that had two permeable of boundaries with each other to where it was hard to tell one apart from the other. And if one experienced a crisis, the entire family experienced that crisis to the same depth because there wasn't a lot of distinctness or individuality. Or families that were disengaged, meaning that individuality was extremely important and that they were rarely connected intimately or emotionally and had sometimes rigid boundaries. And I've heard an interesting analogy of families in regards to what it means to be disengaged, that each member is like a ship passing in the sea. Uh, You know, the old saying, ships passing in the night, right? You're on the same ocean, you're in the same sea, but you're not on the same boat. And maybe you pass each other in the darkness where you can see the outline of the ship, but you don't really notice any details or any specifics about the other ship or the people aboard it. And there's at least one thing about Salvador Minuchin that I want to mention before we kind of dive into just the basic of the theory is that he had some criticisms of postmodern therapy. Originally, on this series, we started early with kind of the early formulations of family therapy and their theories. And then we kind of jumped to postmodern therapy, discussing narrative therapy and solution focused therapy. And this is what he had a criticism about. And he felt that these therapies did bring useful and unique methods to the practice of family therapy. And he listed those as emphasizing alternative personal narratives to cope with problems. But he felt like they lost the information that family dialogues produce, as well as the spontaneity of the personhood of the therapist. And he also felt that they were so broad that they could not effectively be applied to the specific problems of a family. And that he believed that family therapy should be used to alleviate stress and pain, not to remove the influence of overall cultural narratives. And when we talked about that, that was one of the methods that was utilized was to address culturally saturated stories that were problematic. And so he wrote in depth about that. And I'll never forget, I was sitting in grad school and the therapist who kind of ran the grad school that I attended, at least the first grad school I attended, discussed how she had done some training with Salvador Minuchin, And I think her exact term was, when she said it to the class, was that Salvador Minuchin had kissed her on the mouth twice. And I've never forgotten that. It was a unique, intimate connection that helped me as a student to really see the passion that this man had just in general, kind of that machismo that I had discussed earlier. And the therapist who was kind of teaching and sharing these stories with us to help us to learn and to understand the personhood of Salvador Mnuchin and his methodology for structural therapy also said, and I'll never forget this. They said, all the therapies that start with an S will probably be safe enough for you to learn and utilize and practice. You'll probably be okay with those systems. And this is one of the systems that they were talking about. We see here that families operate according to invisible rules and roles, and they balance power with rules and roles changing as the members of the group change. And I know that's been a theme that we've talked about, is that when people are added or subtracted from the family, it changes the family system. Another thing that was unique about this is that they divided the family into subsystems, and in each subsystem there was a hierarchy. And Salvador Mnuchin believed that there needed to be hierarchy, which is not necessarily the belief of every therapist that's practicing. And that was something that he was known for this understanding of hierarchy within the subsystems. And then he felt that subsystems collide within the family and have effect within the family. And then again, families can be enmeshed or disengaged. And how they saw therapy as working was very interventionist because this is an interventionist theory. The therapist is engaged actively in the therapy session and sometimes will even take responsibility for change or lack of change within the therapy session. But what they saw is that they needed to join the family system from within and break family rules, hoping then to create new rules, roles, and boundaries. So think about that for a little bit. (laughs) Their understanding was that the therapist needs to join with the family. In a sense, be connected enough with the family to be considered almost like a quasi-family member. right? But then to shake things up. To mix things up. To break those family rules. And sometimes to do so very intentionally and obviously. Right? <laughs> because sometimes you see some of the other therapies, there might be some rule breaking there, but sometimes it's subtle because the therapist is hiding their intentions. But this is not necessarily the case with this therapy. But they're going to shake things up. And by shaking things up, they are hoping that new rules, new roles, new boundaries are then created. They also kind of felt that families are really experimenting, trying to figure things out. And then unfortunately, they're full of imperfect people. Uh, who reside in an imperfect world and that has an impact on how they change or stay stuck in their problems and this stuckness and the errors and trying to resolve this is what creates conflict as well as solutions and growth and another thing that was very important for this and we're kind of with this is that they sought to also like broaden the blame from whoever the problematic person was or the identified patient To the rest of the family right because again this is where that systems comes into play is that oh this is the person that has the problem this is the person that has the problem no the family has the problem and this person is probably doing that to maintain the homeostasis of the family So that's kind of just a nutshell discussion on structural therapy as well as Salvador Mnuchin. We're going to dive more into this as we kind of talk about the assessment, what they saw as subsystems, the hierarchy within systems, and what their interventions were as we move forward. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to give feedback as well as takes the time in their busy day to give me 20 or 30 minutes of their life to listen and to hopefully grow and change from the information they are receiving. Again, you might feel isolated, but you're not alone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast enough to share it with friends and family, and reach out with any questions you might have about mental health, and we will do our best in future shows to answer those questions. And remember, it might feel like you're isolated and maybe you are, but you're not alone.